To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. So we started the week horrified by the random killing of Laisa Waka on Cheyenne Street in Sockburn, didn't we? She'd been at work last Saturday at a retirement village in Ireland, finished up, got the bus home, had a 300 metre walk from the bus stop to her place. She was nearly there. It was about 20 past four, but she didn't make it home. She was attacked in broad daylight by a man with a knife. Emergency services got there, but they couldn't save her. And as we know, she died at the scene. The police at that point were saying that the man allegedly responsible for the killing was known to them. It was also being reported back on Monday that he was in the care of mental health services. So that's how our week started. We were horrified. Five days on, and now that we know more, we're scratching our heads wondering how the hell this was allowed to happen. Actually, actually we're not just scratching our heads, are we? We're outraged, aren't we? Because since Monday, we've learned that the man accused of killing Laser was on community leave from a specialist mental health facility at Hillmorton Hospital. As it's been reported, he'd been in a secure unit, but somehow he was allowed to leave. At about two o'clock on Saturday, he walked out of Hillmorton, got a bus to his brother's place in Sockburn. At some point, he left his brother's place, and it was after that when the alleged killing took place. A bit more of the timeline, it was quarter to five when the police were notified that the man wasn't at the hospital, which was nearly 30 minutes after the alleged killing happened. Well, today there are further developments, with it being reported that since all this happened, staff at the mental health unit have quit their jobs. We don't know how many, but a report I've seen says several And that same report also quotes a Hillmorton staff member who says a meeting had been held prior to last weekend, had been held, to discuss whether or not the man should be allowed to leave the unit. But the final decision was made by a psychiatrist. As this person in this report is quoted as saying, some staff at the hospital didn't think he should have been allowed to leave because he'd been quite volatile in the days leading up to last weekend and so there were alarm bells going off for some people. According to this report, it is thought that the psychiatrist who made the call to grant the ban community leave has since gone on stress leave, which I for one can certainly understand. Can you imagine being the person who made that call? The pressure. Not that the psychiatrist or any of the staff at Hillmorton can expect much sympathy from Andrew Little, who was asked by Mike Hosking whether as health minister he carries the blame for the man being allowed to leave the hospital. Um, And where clinical judgments are made, I don't get to make clinical judgments, but I'm entitled to know or be reassured that the circumstances in which that judgment was made was, was the best they possibly could be. So, nothing to do with me, says the minister, although he is getting his director of mental health to do an inspection of Hillmorton Hospital, which I gather isn't unlikely because it requires using statutory powers, which seem to be some sort of last resort. But do you think that's going to be of any comfort to Laisa Walker's family, who held a funeral for her in Christchurch yesterday, and who were flying her body back home to Fiji today? Do you think they'll care about that? Not right now, they won't anyway. 
but they will want to know how the hell this happened. Her husband was saying as much earlier in the week when the health board was being all tight-lipped on it, hiding behind the age-old lame excuse of not commenting on something being investigated by the police, which, it's a load of old nonsense, because whatever happened in the lead-up to that man walking out of Hillmorton last Saturday has nothing to do with determining whether or not he is guilty of the crime he is accused of. And so as the week has gone on, the health board has been forced to prise open its lips and be a little bit more upfront about what actually happened last weekend. Typically, though, most of the info has come from the people on the inside at Hillmorton who are having to deal with the cards handed to them by the health board and the government. Let's remember, it was back in January when the health minister was told that beds in one of the secure units at Hillmorton had been capped at 12 instead of 15 because of staff shortages. And if we go by today's news, this is only going to get worse because of the people quitting this week since last weekend's tragic events. Or last weekend's serious adverse event, as the health board described it in one of its say-nothing statements this week. Which brings me to the question I've got for you to kick off today's conversation. In light of what we've learned across the week, including today's revelations that some staff at Hillmorton have quit after what happened last weekend, who do you think is ultimately responsible for this man being allowed and able to walk out of Hillmorton last Saturday and allegedly kill an innocent woman walking home after work? Is it the staff at Hillmorton, who we know are under immense pressure? Is it the health board who is responsible for providing them with a safe working environment? Or do you think it's the health minister who was told six months ago how dire things are at Hillmorton? Well, I'm pointing the finger at the health minister this morning because as far as I'm concerned, the buck stops with him.